Hello, and welcome to another Light Reading Podcast. My name is Phil Harvey. I'm an editor here at Light Reading. I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm also an editor at Light Reading. And I'm Fab Boutin. I'm a senior messaging specialist uh, for Aurelium. Fabio, thanks very much for taking the time and uh, being part of the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And, uh, and you guys have stopped saying Telia Carrier, uh, but I, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still not, I'm still not used to the new name yet. Aurelian, uh, or Ari, Ar, Aurelian. Yeah. It's Aurelian. Aurelian yeah. is the way yeah, I would Aurelian, say it. Yeah. And I'm also, yeah. I'm also Texan, so I can, I, yeah. I, I, I will murder people's pronunciations. <laughs> no one get, seems to care. I get memorized, mesmerized by the new logo when it like, yeah. I know. Yeah. The, the logo, the logo is great, right? Yeah. I love yeah. the logo. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's one of the, one of the better rebrandings we've ever we've seen in this industry. Wow, there've been thank some you. pretty there've been some pretty bad ones and this one stands out as thank as you. like oh yeah that's good i like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, um yeah the true the true story is that um, a lot of people actually still come to us and I'm mentioning and telecare here telecare here it's uh, I mean, it's uh, what we it's part of our uh, dna let's say so mm-hmm. but yeah. Array, yeah, now fully arrayed that's for sure yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So, well, great to have you on. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Aurelion. Aurelion. <laughs> we'll get it eventually, I promise. <laughs> right. So uh, I joined Aurelion uh, four years ago uh, when it was still a care here. So, <laughs> um, uh, and I came with a mission to help um, the company to set up uh, the international messaging hub for the Telegroup, right? So Tele was one of the last telecom groups setting up a, uh, a, a, their own uh, international hub to manage better the messaging business, right? And uh, when we talk messaging business, is more related to uh, A2P side of messaging, which stands for application to person. Of course, we all know that SMS uh, can be also person to person, right? But nowadays, uh, SMS is not well used for that. So people are more and more using different apps Right, so like WhatsApp or Messenger or Instagram or whatever. So uh, that was a decline on the on the whole traffic, but then traffic started to boosting again because of the old um, applications using SMS to connect with uh, uh, final cons- uh, consumers, right? Uh, and that was important for Telia and some other uh, telecom groups as well. Like we know that Vodafone has it, um, um, and other groups in Asia they has it. So that's that was a, a, a the mission um, uh, for the messaging group at a, at the radio side, and um, but after that we start thinking about okay so what is next right what we could do um, 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 next for for our customers but also for the whole enterprise um, uh, division and, uh, and 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 that was uh, what led us here where we are today with a, a quite nice portfolio of services. That is helping, of course, mobile operators, but also fighting a lot of fraud, uh, which is very important for us uh, to um, kind of keep the good pace of the market, right? So we are trying to protect the market. That's that's what we want to do, but also helping enterprise to have a better engagement with final consumers using messaging services. Yeah, I know messaging has been kind of a, a big uh, Kelsey, sorry, I cut you off. I was oh, just no going to, I was just going to remark that it, it, until I sat down and thought about it, I did not realize how many times, uh, a week I use messaging to interact with, 
you know, basically anything with an appointment, doctor's offices Mm -hmm. and, you know, car repair places, especially, um, my, you know, schools are, are quite often hooked up to various messaging things. And so a lot of the communication back and forth and verification for things comes through SMS. Um, so yeah, it's, it's quite, um, we're quite tied to it, even if we don't really think about it all that much, but the, the number of times that I've actually, um, if I just think back and the number of times I've actually texted or replied to, um, a machine versus a person, you know, and given them information or something like that to, to, you know, further a transaction or save myself a phone call. It's quite a lot over, uh, you know, over, over a month or so, uh, go ahead, Kelsey. Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, um, I guess before we dive too far into SMS, I was just curious, um, since you're at RSA this week, are there some security trends, um, that you've noticed or, or anything that's, um, you know, really stood out to you at the event this week? Right. Uh, funny thing that um, uh, in RSA, uh, there's a lot of um, uh, people talking about uh, the AIs, right? So chat GPT is a big trend in this uh, this year in, um, in RSA. Uh, so everybody's, uh, is a, I mean, the thoughts are around how that will uh, affect security, right? So people may use AI as a tool for bad things, right? So they, uh, the, the, the the key question is how far the fraudsters will use AI um, to promote new and more complex types of uh, attacks, right? So that's really uh, is really the thing around uh, RSA this year, I have to say. Um, but there's a lot of uh, around uh, uh, identity as well. So how to protect identity? I uh, I participated in a few uh, a few sessions around this. It was really really interesting. Uh, and then, and then uh, that's, there's one guy talking about retro services like SMS, right? <laughs> Around all these new uh, names and the super advanced technologies. Uh, we came back to the SMS, um, um, which is which is me. <laughs> Quite funny, sorry. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, there's this one episode of Thirty Rock where uh, Liz Levin dates this the Beeper King, and he's like, "Technology is <laughs> cyclical, Liz." <laughs> Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. We don't need to reinvent the wheel, right? So we're still using the wheel. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What um uh, interesting. What you know? I mean, this is this is interesting because you do go to you know RSA in a in a and your job is mostly dealing with uh, making the network safer um, by Mm -hmm. securing you know by making sure that the uh, the security threats to the messaging infrastructure are. Uh, you know, identified and, and uh, thwarted. Um, what, uh, I guess, what kind of security threats are your enterprise customers seeing uh, most often that's coming through that channel? Right, Phil. Uh, that's uh, a very important point indeed, uh, because um, when we talk about um, messaging security, we need to understand that the messaging as a communication channel has a flow, right? So, when uh, you 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 very well said, I mean, uh, when we look into our um, uh, phones and our SMS inbox, we don't see any more messages coming from people. We see my bank, I, I see my bank, I see Amazon, I see, I don't know, maybe Twitter, Facebook or whatever, right? So um, 99% of my messages on SMS, they are indeed coming from a service from an enterprise, right? Um, uh, so they are what we call the content generators, right? They are the 
the, the first um, step of the entire communication chain. But that, of course, we know that um, uh, those enterprises, they are not a telecom, um, they're not in telecom space, right? They're not in, uh, uh, they don't have their own telecom uh, services. So they need to rely on someone to help them to deliver this uh, communication to, the, to, to give them the access to this channel, right? And then we have, so in, in the, in between the enterprise and the final consumer, so we have the enterprise, the second step would be a service provider. And after the service provider, normally we can have a mobile operator, which is delivering this uh, message to the final subscriber or the final user, right? So there are fraud, unfortunately, there are frauds in all these different levels, okay? And uh, depending on the type of attack, there are attacks that are really, really, I mean, targeting the enterprises, right? So, and there are several problems around this, but some other attacks that, that can uh, jeopardize the whole services provided by the enterprise can also affect the final, final consumer. And I believe that was, uh, was uh, boosting uh, a lot during the, uh, the pandemic, right? In the past two, three okay. years, people were uh, in lockdown and using more and more services. I mean, web services like Amazon delivery, for, for instance, but also uh, a lot of um, um, states, I mean, the government was using SMS to reach out people to deliver, of course, health uh, related type of communication, right? So that was used a lot. And uh, if you think about any, any attack needs to be also, uh, in a good moment. So when you think about the momentum of the, the whole COVID period, was actually pretty um, uh, easy for the attackers to promote uh, phishing, for example, um, using the same template, the message template that was promoted by the government to send notifications around COVID or when your vaccination day was coming or when your parcel was about to be delivered, right? So basically, attackers, they use this momentum, right, in order to make the attack more, more legit. And, uh, and, uh, and of course, I mean, uh, bring the benefits they want, right? Uh, if, they're, if they're about to uh, collect your uh, personal data or if they will kind of force you to pay um, uh, a small fee, like $2, in order to have your parcel delivered, right? So the phishing was um, um, what we call smishing when, when, when it's SMS. Um, the, this mission actually was growing a lot, a lot during COVID times. And we saw that, we, I mean, we did a lot of analysis and traffic profiling, and we could even working with our partners, we saw this case a lot during COVID, yeah. Um, in your presentation, I was looking at it um, from your uh, RSA presentation, um, you mentioned that there was some distrust in um, two-factor authentication that mm. uh, came about during the pandemic. Can you talk a little bit more um, about why that was the case? Was it just people getting inundated with phishing attacks and then they're starting to distrust anything, <laughs> basically? <laughs> like, what what happened? <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Uh, that's exactly what happened. So um, there, um, there are some statistics that said that uh, actually phishing attacks were growing 40% during COVID, okay? So, I mean, comparing to, of course, regular times, let's put it this way, okay? Uh, so once you, if you get one, uh, one, uh, um, one SMS coming from the government, because SMS, of course, the, everything you see in SMS, they are parameters, they are telecom parameters. So what we call the sender ID, 
you can actually manipulate that, right? So you can basically spoof a brand or spoof a, a any ID. You can uh, say that you were from the uh, you know the health health um, the national health system whatever, and you can implement those uh, um, letters in the in the sender ID. You can um, um, make pretty similar to any type of communication you want to you want to do right, and or Facebook or whatever, right? So uh, because because uh, the, the again it was a very good momentum for the tax, so and people were. Um, um, using more and more SMS as a communication during this period, because you have to remember that SMS is a quite uh, unique type of communication. Okay, I know that is a very old technology. That's fine. I, I get that. But if you think about communication channel, messaging communication channel that goes to every single mobile phone in this world, doesn't matter if it's two, three G, four G, five G. Doesn't matter if you're roaming or not. Doesn't matter if you have data access or not. SMS will always be there. That's why SMS is so popular, right? So um, with, with this amount of attacks increasing a lot, so people will stop uh, believing on the message they were getting, even those messages that are really uh, legit, right? And that was, a, that was a problem, of course. And once you stop using those uh, um, uh, SMSs for a authentication factor, that has a big impact on, the, okay, on the enterprise side as well. So, okay. If my consumer doesn't want to use to um, uh, SMS as a trophy, so what else I can do, right? So shall I implement something at app level? Shall I create a new app? Shall I use existing authenticators? Um, I mean, commercial available already in the market. So that comes back to okay. So what else? What 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 else we could do, right? And that's something I really want to change, um, Kelsey. To be honest, because. Yes, SMS can be fully secure, not fully secure because nothing is fully secure, but can be quite, quite secure, right? But people need to do the right things in, um, from, um, I'm talking about, again, the entire communication chain from the enterprise down to the uh, consumer, right? I mean, Kelsey, sorry, just to, to, to complement that, you may remember in the, when, we, when everybody was creating its own account, uh, email accounts, right? Um, in the very beginning of, um, uh, you know, uh, web mails, right? Um, you, and, and I was listening to the Cisco um, uh, CSO uh, speech in the RSA, and he mentioned the whole case of the Nigerian prince. You remember that we got this email from the Nigerian prince? That was like a phishing. He was relentless. <laughs> no. A lot of people working for him. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so now we know that, right? So now we know that. But but SMS, it was not in this way. So the phishing was, it was there, right? It was there, but... But uh, uh, SMS is, is still seen as more personal than a regular email. The open rate of SMS is, is way higher than a regular email, right? So I believe what what we need to, what needs to be done for consumers as well is is to ed, uh, reeducate, right? So we need to be educated again on what phishing looks like. So now we know that the Nigerian prince doesn't exist. So now also we need to be aware of um, uh, some sorts of uh, phishing attacks over SMS. You know? Yeah, you're right about it being more personal. My uh, my bank has taken to um, educating us because uh, I was I was sort of paying it paying a bit more attention to this in anticipation of our discussion. But my bank has actually said um, as a security precaution that um, that they will uh, email 
customers to warn them about things or to tell them about, you know, some account information and they will uh, text us to tell us about things. But it says never click on or reply to anything when you get a message incoming from the bank to go to your computer, open up the web browser, log in there, and then you'll find the same information. And it's, and so they've, they've sort of cut, they've, cut the the quick response sort of thing out of it. And they're sort of encouraging people, I guess, because the phishing has been um, probably pretty successful. They've, they've, they've sort of start urging their customers to just use it as a one-way street. You know, you get the message, you get the email, then you, you start another line of communication. You don't, you don't reply to that one just in case it happens to be nefarious or dangerous or whatever. Um, is that something that you, you hear a lot of enterprises doing or how, how, what are some of the ways I guess that enterprises can, um, protect the end customer and keep them, uh, you know, from, you know, because, it, because like you said, it's highly personal. People might not think about it the first thing and, uh, and might not even understand that it's a, you know, that it's an issue. Right. That's uh, yeah. It's true. Um, uh, there is a very famous case in uh, in Europe, which was uh, with the Bank of uh, Ireland, uh, where they got few fines about this. Right. So people were getting uh, um, phishing attacks uh, with uh, B O I, so Bank of Ireland, uh, as a, as a, as a sender ID, as the the, the SMS sender. Right. And uh, there is one particular case where a um, a a lady lost like fourteen thousand pounds. Just because she was like giving all the information uh, to the to the attacker, and uh, there there are a few again few fines that were uh, uh, imposed to Bank of Ireland, right? So in this uh, up to today, if you go to their official website and I invite you guys to do it, there is a session, a specific session on uh, how they communicate via SMS. It's not that they are giving up on communication of SMS, but they are trying to educate their um, uh, uh, customers on uh, what sort of a communication they will eventually send via SMS. They, 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 will, they will never ask for your personal data. But then you need to think that, again, this is like a cat and rat kind of game, right? So what attackers can do to be more persuasive or on the, on the, on the specific phishing attack. So for example, um, I think your example was a really nice, Phil. Um, I can send you an SMS, but after that, attacker may give you a phone call and say, listen, uh, this is from your bank. Uh, we just sent you a communication. There is a problem with your account. Could you please check the SMS we just sent to you, right? So that look more um, more real, right? Makes you, uh, yeah, yeah. makes you feel that it's actually a, a, a real thing, right? So um, one, f- uh, I remember we did one exercise, um, uh, it was what, like two years ago where I was presenting about phishing again, and I showed two, uh, two SMSs to the audience. And the audience were like people from telecom space, right? And 30% of them, they couldn't guess which one was, uh, was uh, the, the phishing one, the phishing SMS. Wow. So they would basically believe that the phishing message was a real message. It seems yeah. to be easy, but even for telecom professionals, it's not that simple. Right. So education is very important. Yeah. Yeah. It can be really tricky. And that, that actually reminds me of a, a family member um, got a call from a hacker and they were really uh, subversive about it. They, instead of asking for 
the account number on their credit card, which this person knew enough not to give that. They asked for the phone number on the back of the card. And so they spoofed the number and it looked like Wells Fargo was calling when it was the hackers. And um, I was like, man, they're getting like really really clever <laughs> yeah i know it's uh, yeah of course of course and uh, and uh, there are people that are indeed afraid about ai so how far we can go on ai on that as well right um i heard people talking about like deep voice faking um so they can uh, pretend to be someone that you know but of course it's spoofing number it's super easy again it's just to put a meter on the sms so that's really really easy to do right mm-hmm. um and so now yes, yeah i was gonna say now that we've scared everybody <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, what, what are some recommendations that you have um, for your enterprise customers and, uh, you know, some services that Aurelian provides um, to uh, deliver more protection um, over SMS? And also curious if, if Aurelian uses those things, um, you know, within your own network. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the enterprise, I believe the first step, they, they need to understand uh, what type of frauds are actually um, uh, involved on on this on, on this environment on this ecosystem right um there is a very nice um, uh, paper put by uh, 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 mobile ecosystem forum uh, which describe 14 types of sms attacks okay and that is actually um, spread around all these channels so i'm, I'm the consumer the enterprise the mobile operator and the service provider right it's not only phishing that may jeopardize the enterprise uh, brand but um, uh, recently, uh, Elon Musk was complaining about uh, how big it was the fraud around um, SMS texts with with uh, Twitter, right? So they said, and that's that's what what Twitter officially was saying that in 2020, 2021, if I'm not mistaken, so there were um, uh, 220 million dollars of fraud around SMSs only for Twitter. And then uh, uh, last year, that was around $60 million around uh, fraud. And that is a different kind of fraud. This is what we call artificial um, uh, inflation traffic, traffic inflation. So basically, there were bots generating new accounts on Twitter all the time, just for the Twitter generating SMS. So Twitter has to pay for each SMS that is, that is sent, right? Um, but the, those SMSs were never delivered to the mobile operator. So basically, the fraud, the fraudster were actually capturing those SMSs using the code that was generated by Twitter servers uh, and activating the, the new accounts. So for Twitter, was, everything was okay. Actually, it was really good because they were having more and more users. That's actually mm-hmm. better for the, the company value. But they were paying a lot of money where for the fraudsters, this was like, almost 100% margin because they not even the cost of delivering the SMS to the to the to the mobile operator was needed here right so they manipulated what they call the conversion rate showing quality to the enterprise what in fact those were like artificial uh, inflated and uh, it caused a big loss for 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 um, uh, Twitter right and and funny thing was uh, Elon Musk was on his podcast this podcast they were uh, he was participating it sounds like he was uh, blaming the mobile operators when in fact mobile operators has absolutely nothing to do with that. That it was a different type of fraud. So for the enterprises, what I would say is, first of all, you need to understand what are the frauds around your business according to the type of business you're doing. One thing is if you use SMS for marketing campaigns, 
That's one thing, which is different from activation codes and, and as 2FA, right? So you need to understand the frauds around the service that you are using um, um, on, the, on SMS. Second thing is you need to engage with good partners. It sounds silly, but it's true. So when you have like a route towards, I don't know, let's say uh, uh, UK that will cost maybe two cents uh, to terminate one SMS into, into UK. But when you see someone selling at half cent, sorry, something's wrong, something's fishy. It's like a bottle of wine. You have a bottle of wine of $40 and then a bottle of wine of $1. So which one is better? I mean, there's something wrong there, right? <laughs> So, and then, and then, of course, um, enterprise, maybe it's time for them to be closer to the mobile operator. I know it's super difficult to manage that, but if they have like local presence in, in very specific markets, maybe they should engage with the ones that knows uh, a lot about uh, the regulation and also about better ways to communicate with the, with the subscribers, right? So um, it's a funny thing that enterprise gives this business like this without any control, right? Control, of course, is really yeah. important. Right? Yeah, that's good. That, that's a good, that's a great uh, uh, kind of note to leave it on. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll leave it there for now. And thanks for uh, for the insights and the uh, and for educating us to this kind of burgeoning area of uh, uh, both, you know, fraud and. Uh, security opportunity and you know uh, uh, of course like you uh, services from uh, uh, from Aurelion and and uh, and other companies uh, to kind of help enterprises avoid these disasters <laughs> as yeah, they come indeed. in. Yeah. Uh, Fabio, thanks so much for uh, for uh, taking the time today. It was uh, great to meet you, and thanks for thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for you. Thanks, Kelsey. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh,